You are now listening to the Build a Brain podcast with Dr. Jeannie Zaire. Join the quest to shape an efficient brain that fires on all cylinders and runs like a fine-tuned machine. You are now in the capable hands of an international presenter and a pathologically optimistic brain builder. Dr. Zaire will give you the right blocks to build that three pounds of cerebral muscle for you, your child, or the young adult you teach or mentor. Block by block, thought by thought, now is the time to build a better brain. Let's get started. Welcome, friends, to Build a Brain. I'm here with my great friend and podcaster guru, Kibway Cooper. And we are going to do episode number 21. We are in the output phase. Remember, there are three phases to cognition. Input, my actions for it are taking my wiggly fingers into my brain. Input is how do I get information into my brain? Elaboration is the processing. Now, what do I do with it once I get it in there? But output is how do I make sure that people know what I know? Well, this is an important one, precision and accuracy. And Kibway is really good at this. I am in some situations. I think we all have something that we excel at precision and accuracy in output. So this is when we do something just right. We say it and we do it completely with accuracy the first time. So precision, do, using precision and accuracy is doing something just right and you're trying to get it just right the first time. So let me give you a great example. Um, if, if you had to have brain surgery, um, Kibwe, would you, if you happen to be awake for the surgery, would you wanna hear the surgeon say, oops, just a minute, let me try that again. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So when we're building a podcast, we have wiggle room. Like we could decide at the end of this one, oh boy, that was really awful. Let's just do the whole thing over again. Or you could go in and use your precision and accuracy and cut the places that didn't work. And we could just re, you know, redo the places that need it. So output is this is kind of based also on motivation so you gotta want to do it just right and so no matter what you do in the work world somebody is probably looking over your shoulder if you have somebody that you report to a boss a manager they're watching your work to make sure you do it just right when you work for yourself, when you're an entrepreneur or you own your own business, like you and I both do, Kibway, then all of our clients are the ones looking for precision and accuracy. So are we doing things just right? So we're not talking about trying to turn everyone into a perfectionist. I'm not talking about that, but there are times and places like a brain surgeon or when we're producing a podcast or you're turning in that last paper for your final grade for your master's degree, you want it just right. So you want to use as much precision and accuracy as possible. 
Reuven also had something that he called a cognitive map. Maybe someday I'll do an episode on it. But one of the parameters of that was called efficiency. Efficiency was being able to do something correctly and quickly. If you can do that, you've become efficient. And there's a lot of things in my life that I have to do slowly to get it just right. And then there's some things that I can do perfectly and I can do it really fast. So that's really efficient. So we just have to have a little wisdom and pick and choose what are some things in life that are worth having it done just right. So I'm going to take my time and I'm going to be precise, meaning I'm going to be very careful how I'm doing it. And then the accuracy part is that it's done right. So it's careful and correct. So Kibway, do you have any other places in life that you do this besides podcasting? <laughs> wow. So that's, that's a really, really great one. Precision and accuracy. And I was just thinking about when you said efficiency is doing something quickly and also correctly. I think that is where, um, I struggle because I want to be efficient at everything right away. And I think because I'm efficient at podcasting and doing other things um, that I assume that I can take that same aptitude into everything that I do. And it's constantly a learning process of saying, just a minute, let me think. Uh, Let me figure out how the best way to approach this problem is because I can't just dive into it like I normally do. So Mm -hmm. I think even... Um, using that same thinking skill on the way that you think so that you can actually think efficiently before mm-hmm. you even do something is 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 where I see mm-hmm. myself using that the most. Does that make sense? Mm, it does. And that's, that's a great segue into what all of these cognitive functions or thinking actions are about is being a more efficient thinker because when I get stuck with a problem in life, I can go, oh, well, I know why I'm floundering here. I didn't really define the problem yet. That was episode number five. Or, you know, I just was not very systematic in the way I searched for the best course to take or the best pair of shoes to buy. I, my systematic search just was a little off So instead of beating ourselves up, you know how we do when we think we're not doing very well at something, well, I'm just stupid. Well, oh, I'm terrible at this. And so our self-worth can kind of take a beating because we're not doing something at the level of perfection that we want. And you and I both have a little bit of that disease is we want to we want to have it right and perfect right away. And so we we got to be aware that our self-worth is not contingent upon our ability to produce things. Um, we're paid for that. A lot of times our career is based upon the work that we do. But our self-worth, if you happen to be a believer, if you're a Christian or, uh, or, or practice any Judeo-Christian faith, we believe in the eyes of God, we just have worth. 
So a child that has a very serious intellectual disability has just as much worth in the eyes of God as I do. So that's why I want to be very careful with this cognitive function that we don't get carried away and think that, oh, I got to try and do everything perfect and that my self-worth depends upon it. Because I have struggled with that myself is like, I've got to do everything just right. And I got to hurry up and learn it and get it accomplished as soon as possible. You're smiling. So you, you agree. Absolutely. You're feeling, you're feeling me. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> yes. No, I would even no, we say, don't especially do for those who practice faith that yeah it is yeah then then sometimes we're trying to never sin and be perfect in that respect (laughs) and we put that pressure on our children yeah yeah and that can be debilitating yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so keep this one light and simple um here's some questions you could ask someone is i can see how hard you're working on that Compare it to the model. Is there anything you want to change? So it's always good to have a model to see, you know, to compare to. Would you like to try that one more time? But don't demand it. Just say, do you want to try again? So that whoever you're mentoring gets this idea that it's okay if it didn't turn out perfect the first time. It's probably a situation where they can try again. Or you could say, wow, do you see how much better you're doing that now? I can tell you've been working hard at improving. So help people see that this precision and accuracy is on a continuum. As I don't know how to do it at all. And maybe someday, maybe someday I'll be really good at it. Will I be as good as, you know, you can hold up someone as a fantastic role model and you may never reach that level, but as long as you're improving on this continuum, isn't that pretty cool? Yeah. What do you think? That makes a lot of sense. There's always going to be someone farther along than you, higher up than you, whatever. And learning at an early age that that is not the ultimate test of how well you're doing is very important so so moving and using precision and accuracy to even judge yourself is and assess yourself and your own progress super helpful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so let me let me close out this episode with a loosely related story So just this morning, I was at an incredible presentation by a Dr. Pascal Lasambi. And I think you know who he is too, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you've heard him speak. He's amazing. And he teaches all about the brain and is just so good. And he was talking today about when you listen to another person and that person knows you are really paying attention. You're kind of leaning in and you're making eye contact and you're nodding that that releases something called oxytocin in your brain. Oxytocin is the love neurotransmitter. It's the love hormone. So when you see that special someone that you think, oh my word, I really, I think he's the one. I think I'm going to marry that guy. 
all right? So how I feel about Rick, okay, I have oxytocin. When a mother is pregnant with a baby for those nine months, your mother was flooded with oxytocin, getting ready to love this baby boy when he came out, right? So God gets us ready with this amazing neurotransmitter. Well, Losambe tells me this research this morning, I've never heard that just quality listening to someone will release this sense of, I am loved. Wow. Mind blown. Wow. <laughs> and, wow. And, and, and the method that we use at MindCap is called mediation. So we have marveled at how parents may bring teenagers that are going, oh, whatever. I have to go where? They're going to do what? <laughs> You're trying to fix me. You know, they, it may be a kid has got some issues and they don't want to get drugged to another, you know, therapy or something, but that's not what we do. So I tell parents, I just told a mother this this morning that her, her daughter said, I'm not going to any more therapy. And I said, oh, you're good. Tell her we don't do therapy. Uh-uh. It even says it in our, our client agreement form. We're a brain coach. She goes, oh, she might like that. I said, yeah, we're going to teach you how your brain works. And what we have found, we've only had a few of these clients. We just hit our 500 mark oh of 500 goodness. clients have come through Minecraft. Wow. And we win almost all of them over. They start liking coming after just two or three sessions. And I know that mediation, I've always said it's because it's how we interact with our clients. We're so respectful. We recognize their self-worth, that they have worth. And it doesn't have to be contingent upon performance. And we're not doing schoolwork for one thing. We're not doing any reading or math, which for some students, that's a big deal. They're so Why make them do something they hate, some more of some subject that is such a challenge for them. We're getting down underneath those academic and teaching the brain how to learn the how part, the how to learn part, so they can go back to school. And so Dr. Lasambi gave me a whole nother brain research piece from neuroscience to explain why mediation works. It's because we're leaning in and we are listening to everything that five-year-old or 25-year-old is saying. We're listening to them. I wonder if they're releasing a little bit of oxytocin. Do you think I'm crazy or am I onto something? Wow, that is really, that's deep. <laughs> that's deep. I think it's a cool connection. It yeah. is, and I think it's a really great basis for, um, helping children uh, kind of let down the wall that they build up because they're in uncomfortable yeah. situations or yeah. new environments or trying new yeah. things because they get really anxious about it. And so if you just yeah. listen to them, they yeah. feel more and more safe for you to start working on new things or try mm -hmm. different methods of learning or oh. try different methods of thinking mm. about a problem. Because Good you can't point. learn when you're all tight and frustrated and scared yeah. and and yeah. so um, yeah. the act of listening, 
I think is is really really that's really cool. I never thought I'd ever do that. That's something new for me for sure. Yeah, is listen, be a good listener. Think about um and it's no one's fault. It's just this age we live in with this. Yeah. So here comes a little kid. Hey, mommy, mommy, mommy. And mommy's on her phone scrolling. Just yep. a minute, sweetie. Let me finish this text. Okay. Yeah. You had a good day at school? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mom and dads are busy on a laptop or a phone and yeah. the kids going, mommy, 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 daddy, yeah. daddy. And they just want some one-on-one -on -one attention. So in my parent workshop, I recommend that you maybe be very intentional by setting aside at least five solid minutes a day per kid in your household. So even if you have six kids, you know, that's only 30 minutes out of your day <laughs> that you give every kid an uninterrupted eye contact, body language, full on attention to that kid. That's really And most parents good. do. Most parents do. But Stop and think at the end of the day, did every one of my kids get five minutes of my undivided attention? Because when they come to MindCap, they're going to get anywhere from one to five hours. We do intensives where some of our older kids might be there for four to five hours a day. Even our little kids will come to maybe two hours a day. They're going to get two hours of our undivided attention. That's, that's it. That's it right there. I know. That's it. I know. And I think that's why we win them over, that parents will say, you know what? My my kid tells me when it's time to go to MindCap. Hey, Mom, come on. It's time to go. Or they we ask them to pack a snack bag because if they get a break in between sessions, we want them to eat. The brain uses 20% of all the calories you're going to burn in any single day. So that's why when you're editing all those podcasts, you get the munchies, right? Uh -huh. You're like, oh my word, I'm hungry. I got to yes. go. Well, you just used a lot of brain power. <laughs> that's very validating. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, why? Are you not doing anything physically active? Why are you hungry? Mm, that makes it could sense. be brain power. But we advocate for protein, fruits, and vegetables. And then the kids can go right back into that next session and be ready to go again. And we've, I had a client that, that the mom said, well, I haven't packed your snack bag yet. Oh, mom, I got it done already. Come on, let's go. So the mother was like, she has never organized anything before. She was a 10 year old with ADHD. And the mother had never watched her child ever organize anything or be aware of time, but she was ready to get back to mind cap. And I think it's because we're so validating to children. So even though to cycle back to our using precision and accuracy, at the same time, we are challenging our clients. We work with children and adults to be as precise and accurate as possible, but it's done with a lot of, I'll say now, love and support. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. So, Kibway, that was episode number 21, Using Precision and Accuracy. Another one in the can. Thanks, folks, for being with us.
Thanks for listening to the Build a Brain podcast. If you're wanting to know more information on how to build a brain, please visit the website for the MindCap Center in Fort Wayne, Indiana at www.mind-cap.org. That's www.mind-cap.org. Children and adults from across the United States and Canada have found the cognitive help they needed at the MindCap Center. The specialized team is trained in all levels of the Feuerstein program and can literally help you or your child build a better brain. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.